Blog Talk Radio. Time now for the Gridiron Stud Show. Well, you can be all American. Actually, now, actually, I can do it now. You can do it now. Yeah, I can do it. But I'm trying to focus on my position. With your host, Chad Wilson. They hate no man. Chad, you gotta be something in the mix. Bringing you high school, college, and NFL talk. I don't rap a discipline. Minasa. You all need more discipline. True discipline. Come on, get a grip. Call us on the show today. Don't get out of my face with that crazy that's, stuff. That's... The number to call, 347-633-9365. Y'all got to take y'all know that. Or you can reach us on Twitter, at Gridiron Stud. And now, your host, Chad will join me, NFL Hall of Famer Warren Sapp, will join me here in about 15 minutes to talk about various topics. A lot of the stuff that you guys are talking about out there, the Cam Newton press conference, we can't seem to get off of that for some reason. We'll talk about that with Warren Sapp on the show. Peyton Manning, what's his legacy after winning this Super Bowl and uh, not going out as he had in two other Super Bowls, and that as uh, on the losing end, what should he do? Should he retire? Should he call it? a career, or should he come back for a, another season and see if he can repeat? Got several things to talk about here on the show. We have the first women coach in Florida high school football history. History was made yesterday at Miami Jackson High School. We'll talk about that also with Warren Sapp. Denver defense, we can talk about that. That'll be a topic that he will certainly uh, want to talk about Endlessly, because it was a very fierce pass rush, and you know, Sap, QB killer. We'll certainly uh, want to talk a whole bunch about the Denver pass rush and how it uh, really shaped the way that Super Bowl 50 went down. Akeem Tlaib, how about him and the Super Bowl he had? And a nice little five minutes that he had in the Super Bowl that, you know, I would want to say he'd want to forget, but according to what I'm reading out of him, Maybe not so much, so we'll talk about that on the show along with Eli Manning and uh, his happy face that he had when his when it seemed apparent that his brother was going to uh, win a Super Bowl and tie him up. So we'll talk about that on the show today with uh, Warren Sapp. But hey, it's uh, let's talk about the thing that everyone's talking about. We can't seem to get off of it. It's the press conference heard around the world. 
I guess this is what happens when you have a Super Bowl and something happens in the Super Bowl. I mean, it just becomes a thing that everybody wants to talk about. You know, it's just, uh, it's a little annoying to me, but, it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm forced to realize that this is the world that we live in, and it's one where we take little things and we make them big things, and we just keep talking about them, and we can't stop. Because none of us have lives, and we live through social media now, and whatever's being talked about in the media, we'll just keep on talking about it, and talking about it, and talking about it. And then, you know, sometimes people come late to the party, you know, uh, maybe you weren't following something when it first came out, and uh, now you're following it because everyone seems to be talking about it, so you jump into conversation and then it becomes new all over again, and people just won't stop talking about it. Well, let me let you know something. Camden is not the first person, he's not the first quarterback to act up a little bit in a press conference, to not sit there and look like the happiest guy in the world after losing a very important game. I don't understand, me personally, why this has become such an amazingly big deal, but it has. And I guess we can, like I said, chalk it up to the social media blog world that we live in where the smallest of things are going to be blown up into the biggest of things. And that looks to me like exactly what we have here. Cam Newton was not all smiles and not all giggles at his press conference after losing the biggest game of his career. He needed to sit there and smile and flash the biggest smile in the world, because that's what everybody wanted to see, right? Hey, man, I got news for you. It didn't matter what Cam Newton did after that Super Bowl. He dabbed all year. It pissed people off. Now he lost, and people were going to take their shots. Didn't matter if he smiled. Didn't matter at all what Cam Newton did at the end of that Super Bowl. By the way, people, I don't know how many of you have seen it or noticed it, he was gracious in defeat and walked over to Peyton Manning and shook his hand, and it looked like they exchanged really great words. Seemed to me, obviously we couldn't hear what was said, but it seemed to me like he was congratulating the legend on beating him in the Super Bowl and leading his team to victory, and that's what I saw post-game. Does anyone remember the uh, Super Bowl that... Peyton Manning lost when he was a member of the Colts. Does anyone? We all seem to have forgotten that in our post-game rants about Cam Newton and his poor sportsmanship and how he was pouty and all that. We seem to forget that after the Super Bowl that Peyton Manning lost as a member of the Indianapolis Colts, he did nothing to go over and shake the hand of Drew Brees. I'm sure someone that he respects. Peyton Manning hauled it right off the field. Straight off the field. Didn't congratulate Sean Payton. Didn't congratulate Drew Brees after. Took it right off the field. I don't remember that much of a big deal being made about it. Some things were mentioned, but it was not really much of a big deal. So tell me why this thing right here needs to dominate our lives. Why do we need to talk about it endlessly? I'm going to tell you why. It's because a narrative was written 
going into this game. It's actually what's been written all season long. Cam Newton is evil. He dabs. He's not normal. This is not how you act as a quarterback. And Peyton Manning was a nice angel saint quarterback journey, you know, reaching the end of his journey in the NFL, and he's the good guy in this matchup. It was the perfect scenario for the National Football League and the uh, media at hand. It was a story that they wanted written. I've noticed this, that since the WWE has become such a big thing in, you know, the world that we live in, it's become so popular, we have needed, we've had this burning desire in the media to uh, have a storyline. I mean, just the fact that two good teams are going to play in a very important game is not enough. We need to have this storyline. And so the storyline going into this game, so that we can all become interested in it, is that it's good versus evil. Cam, evil. Peyton, good. This is what the NFL does now to draw in the non-football fan viewer. The casual viewer needs to be drawn in. I've called them the Bravo Channel people. Bravo Channel people really just can't get into the game of it. They're not into the X's and O's. They're not into the physicality of the sport. As a matter of fact, they would like all the physicality of football removed entirely. They are the ones that are crying the most about the uh, physical nature of the game. And those are the ones that the NFL keeps drawing in, and they are the ones who eventually end up attacking the NFL. They're the ones going in on them 100% about how the NFL doesn't care about women because they let brutality go by, which is something I don't believe that they do. But, hey, once you let the Bravo channelers get in there and uh, let them start viewing the game, they start watching football because you've drawn them in with this whole drama thing that you've built up. This is what's going to happen to you. And once again, the NFL has just pandered to that, and they set up this storyline for the game. And it wasn't enough to have the storyline going into the game. We needed to continue it after the game. So Evil Cam uh, didn't want to sit around and have uh, a smile on us, answering some questions, some which were silly, which is typical. After losing the biggest game, he's right there in the middle of his disappointment. Now, really, should he have sat there and answered the question in a better manner? Sure, of course. Should have sat there and answered the questions like a quote-unquote professional, whatever. So he didn't. Should it be this big of a deal? Should 48 hours, should we still be talking about it? I guess, you know, you can blame me because I'm one of those that's still talking about it. But I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed by the fact that this has to continue. You want to criticize Cam about something? Criticize Cam for not diving on the fumble. I really wish we could go back to the old days where we talked about what happened on the field. 24 hours after this game being played, you know, there is very little being talked about about what happened on that football field. Very little talk about how DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller were just extremely dominant completely dominated Carolina's offensive line, made life hell for the two tackles of the Carolina Panthers. We're talking very little about that. We're talking very little about neither side's wide receivers could catch the football. 
We're talking very little about how hard C.J. Anderson from Denver ran the football. Did he rush for 100 yards in a game? No, but he had some very key runs, some very um, determined runs. I thought it was a good effort by the running back. He had all 90 of Denver's rushing yards in the game. We're talking very little about how Denver kind of stymied Carolina's rushing attack. Carolina did rush for 118 yards, but they weren't really important yards. And we're not talking um, uh, at all about how great Denver was on first down. There was a time, people, when we talked about the actual game of football. But, you know, we're not talking about it anymore because the NFL and the media has seen it fit to draw in the Bravo crowd that needs a sideshow. That's what we talk about now. Football's not entertaining enough. We've got to have a little side drama, a telenovela. That's what we need to talk about on a daily basis. We can't talk about football. It's just amazing. There was a game played for 60 minutes. The two best teams in the NFL went out on the field. No one wants to talk about what happened on the field. We want to talk about how Cam wasn't the nicest guy in his post-game interview. What's going on here? I mean, really, what is the deal? So, you know, you'll forgive me if I'm annoyed, but uh, I'm also annoyed by how we get force-fed these thoughts. And it spills over now. It spills over. It spills beyond the uh, drama there. Because now we've painted this quarterback in this light. He happens to be black. And now some of the idiots out there can't understand what's happening, that a storyline was painted, and it was specifically for this game. And that's not real life. That's not really Cam Newton. He is a real person. He is a real person who cares, who has a real life, who has a family, who's never been in trouble, never been inside of a jail cell, does a lot for charity, hands out footballs after touchdowns. No, no, no. We want to call him all kind of names. And I've heard the word thug being thrown out there. You know, hey, listen, why are we so, why are we so casual with that word? A thug someone who commits crimes. A criminal. Cam Newton's a criminal? I'm sorry, did I miss something? When was he arrested? How much time did he spend in jail? Then you get morons like Bill Romanowski shooting off at the mouth so he can get his 15 seconds of refame, like spitting in J.J. Stokes' face was not enough. He's got to come out with his tweet where he calls him boy so he can get 15 seconds of fame. I love it. But we don't talk about football anymore. We don't care. We want to talk about this other stuff. And it's just the NFL's big. The NFL knows that the fans of football are going to watch. The true hardcore fans of the game are going to watch. So to multiply their dollars and make this a bigger industry and keep it being a billion-dollar industry industry and make it an even bigger industry, um, they need to bring in the Bravo crowd. That's the people that would not really watch a football game if we didn't paint a storyline, if we didn't make Cam Newton evil, if we didn't make Peyton Manning the good guy, we didn't turn it into a Western, the good, the bad, evil, the ugly, to get them off of their Lifetime channel and their Bravo channel and pull them over to an NFL football game, you got to give them what it is they're used to, and that's a story. 
Because, you know, let's face it, for those folks, guys running into each other with their pads is just not interesting enough for them. So there you go, NFL. Keep pulling those folks in, and uh, you're going to face all the heat in the world. Because while they're watching your drama, they're going to start questioning each and everything else that goes on. Why are guys getting hit in the head? Why are guys getting hit so hard? Shouldn't that guy who pulled the other guy's face mask do jail time? He should have been ejected from the game. You're going to hear stuff like that. That's what you're going to hear. Increasingly. I've even seen that suggested. And I'm talking about Aqib Tlaib and his very obvious face mask penalty that he had in the game. Yes, one of those obvious face masks. We'll talk more about Aqib Tlaib's uh, game and exactly how he felt about the face mask. He does have a quote on that. But, uh, yes, some suggesting he should have been immediately ejected from the football game. Yeah, that's your Bravo channel, people. That's your Lifetime channel, people. That's them, the folks you ripped away from FX. You're in the business of stealing eyeballs. So that's just my little rant. We'll talk more with Warren Sapp on this and other issues when we get back on the Gridiron Stud Show right after this. Hey, 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 do you love fantasy sports? Do you love money? Do you love excitement? Well, get ready, because you may have found your heaven. FanDuel has combined all of these great things into one amazing website. Turn your love for sports into money and excitement with one week and even one day fantasy leagues with a chance for enormous payouts. FanDuel pays out over $10 million in winnings weekly to its members. That's right, $10 million. One member has made over 600000 playing in their league. Another customer entered a one-day contest for $25 and, get this, cashed out $25,000 that day. FanDuel even offers a 100% money-back guarantee. Sign up now and join a league. If you don't absolutely love it, they'll give you your money back. You can enter leagues for as little as $1. For a limited time, FanDuel is offering a 100% deposit match bonus to Gridiron Stud Show listeners. That's right, they'll match your initial deposit all the way up to $200. What more can you ask for? Just head over to FanDuel.com right now and enter the promo code GRIDIRONSTUDS when you sign up. But you better hurry. The match bonus is going to end soon. Just head over to FanDuel.com and enter the promo code GRIDIRONSTUDS. Do it now! To all you high school recruits out there, you want to get recruited by the colleges? Step up and visit GridironStuds.com today. We got college coaches visiting. We've got people visiting. We've got fans visiting. If you want to be seen, get your video up there right now. It's easy. Create a profile. Takes two minutes. Stop playing games. Get off of Facebook. Take control of your future. GridironStuds.com is where you need to be today. Visit now. Set your profile up and let yourself be seen.
1020 here on the Gridiron Set Show. It is uh, a Tuesday, and uh, all season long, we've had uh, my next guest on, and he's provided some really, really good insight. I don't want to blow his head up too much. You know, he could do that all on his own. But it is Tuesday, and it's time for Warren Sack. And now it's time for Straight Talk with Warren Sack. I'll go sideways now, Reggie Chuck. Are you kidding me? Giving it to you the way you may not want it, but exactly the way that you do need it. Touching various topics on the pro football and college football gridiron. He just wanted the contract and the notoriety, but he didn't want the work. So don't be shy, because we know... He won't be either. Straight talk now with Warren Sapp on the Gridiron Stud Show. You ain't never been fast in your life, so don't even worry about self or being fast. Why you gotta love that intro, Mr. Sapp? I've already told you, my brother, that, that, that that's one of the most beautiful intros I've ever had in my life, and I've had some pretty good ones. I've had some pretty good well, ones, too. <laughs> yeah, there you top go. Five, well, listen, top, five. top five, baby. Top five, baby. I get top five. I like that's it. what we all strive for in life, since we love to rank everything in this day and age. Happy yeah, that's, how, that's how we measure it. There's numbers and facts. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. That's how it goes. Yeah. Before we jump into the actual playing of the game, uh, where does someone like Warren Sapp watch Super Bowl 50? Where do you watch this game? You know what? I got very lucky. I had uh, one of my friends from out west give me a call and say, listen, fat boy, we got a part over here in the valley up at my man's spot. So <laughs> I roll up to the spot. These fools are out back playing basketball as pregame. I'm 43 years old and have not played basketball since I won my Super Bowl. So, you know, my whole mind is running back like, okay, the last time I played basketball was 2003 after we won the Super Bowl. Me and Dwight Smith went to the YMCA that summer like we normally do. He passed me the ball, and I got ready to take off and go to the hoop. And, you know, I just felt something, Chad. Ooh, I went, no. I put the ball down and I rolled it. I said, that's it. And I walked out of the gym. I remember that day so vividly, like like yesterday. I, I put the ball on the ground. And just rolled it right on the floor and just rolled it with my foot. And I said, that's it. I'm done. And now, yeah, 50-, 60-year-old old man, you know, I walked down there, you know, backpack on, short. I had some shorts. I was a little, little, little nice weather in SoCal, you know, in L.A. It was nice. So I, you know, was dressed for basketball, but not dressed for basketball, you know, for any activity. So, you know, these old men with the talking trash, you play football, you can't shoot no hoop. You know, and my homeboy that invited me over is a pretty good shooter, left-handed, you know, guy shoots it, you know, played a little college ball. He's like, no, no, big man can play. I played with him one time just shooting around, but I know he can shoot, you know. We wasn't playing, but we were playing horse, you know, but, we, you know, when you don't move. So now I done got excited. <laughs> These old man talking trash. I dropped a couple of buckets. We went three in a row, and now my hip is killing me. <laughs> So I'm watching, I'm watching the game the first half. I can't even sit still. I got to stand up and move and walk around. My hip is killing me. You hear me? I mean, I am. I barely can move and stand to watch the game right now. So after doing that for a half, I take off and run back to my hotel room, and I watch it for, by myself and yell and scream and tweet a little bit. So that's what I was doing. What do we – What do, 
what are we talking about here? A decade since you picked the basketball up? Twelve years. Wow. But it's like riding a bike, right? You were good. You were stroking it. Yeah, until the after. You know, that's what happens when you cross the 40 threshold. You know, it's it's not when you're in the moment because when you're in the moment, you know, we all live for the moment and you feeling young and vibrant and, you know, trash talking is being done. You know it's going it's going down at this point, Chad. You know me. It's going down. Right. So I proceed to take over the court. I tell him I'm going to take Team Watson off this court, and I'm going to put Team Warren on that thing. You already got the W, the A, and the N. I just got to change these threes <laughs> in the middle, this TSO. You know, <laughs> I can change this TSO to RRE, you know. <laughs> Well, you know, there's a lot of things you can do. <clears throat> by the way, I hate pregames, by the way. I can't stand you hate, it. You hate what? I hate pregames for, for shows, man. I mean, for, for games. I can't stand sitting there watching all these, um, you know, Don't interviews. Say and Don't all say that. Things. Don't say that. Don't say that. Come on. Heartwarming I stories. I just, all that. I, just, I, can't I just sit there for eight hours, buddy. Don't tell me you ain't watchable. None of them times I did. No, oh, man. I'm not. Well, I, listen, I coach, and I, don't, I can't stand our own pregame. I just want to get to it. You know, that's kind of where I am. But. Oh, you know what? But TV's always hurry up and wait. So we got to, we got to, we got to, we got to drag you. The people outside is in the tailgate getting drunk, so we got to do something while they're out there. Yeah, this is true. This is true. All right, all right. It all goes together, Chad. It all goes together, baby. You know, some folks like to watch the the interviews and the the pageantry and the, you know the, the they put on a good show, man. Don't say that. Come on. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad. I didn't, at I didn't watch any pregame either, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a tough one for me. Well, listen, man, I ain't watch no pregame today. I said none. I said, man, it was everywhere. He was like, none. I was like, ooh, that hurts. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, the the you know what? I I I I I, I tell a lie because I, I was there and I was packing up and watching Boomy Sison come around the corner with the gut on the CBS when they first started yeah. their show and he yeah. went to talking about the Super Bowl and I was like, Ooh. I said, okay, I'm, yeah, 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 that was enough good. of okay. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ooh. Ooh. All right, well, listen, let's just jump on what everyone can't stop talking Kick about. Kick off, and kick then it off, then. Let's go. Cam Newton's press conference. I know you have a very strong opinion on it. I think I've heard some of it. I think it's a little different than mine. So uh, I will just allow you to lay all that out there. What What do you think about? You know, what, I already I kind of know what you think about the press conference. What no, do you think go, about? Let's just do this. Let's just do this. Let's do the whole week because. Unfortunately for me, when I was me and my Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2002, we went to the Super Bowl 37 to play the Raiders. We didn't get a bye week. You didn't get two weeks mm-hmm. of warning. You know what I'm saying? You didn't get sure. two weeks of anticipation that I'm about to play a Super Bowl. So I understand right. that there was that you know sometimes there's a plan and a you know something that goes into this you know because you got longer to think about it. So exactly. I see him show up. I see him show up with his with his nice uh, panther pants or leopard pants or whatever. You know, beautiful. I love it. Hey, wear all the wild clothing you want because I don't have that kind of body. You're a beautiful young man, and you work for it, so to so, so show it off, no doubt about it. Get there. And then I heard in the week, because I really wasn't paying attention to the coverage, you know, that you know I'm a different kind of black quarterback. I'm a black quarterback that you haven't seen before. That was a comment that he mm-hmm. made, correct? Mm-hmm. True. And I was trying to True. figure you're this out when I heard. All week long. All week long. So I was thinking, I'm like, does he not know we play the most humbling game on God's green earth? Mm-hmm. 
And you're talking about sure. a black quarterback we had never seen. Let's see, Warren Moon threw for 70,000 yards, six championships in the Great Cup, came to the NFL, and he's not the first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, he's not that, Cam. That, hold on. That's the first ballot Hall of Fame, Warren Moon. Doug Williams, mm-hmm. January the 26, 1992, bombed John Elway in the Orange Crush defense and won a Super Bowl in Qualcomm and say he was going to Disney World. That's a black quarterback that won a Super Bowl and is the MVP of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Russell Not Wilson him. goes and goes and plays almost a perfect game with a hundred and twenty eight quarterback rating in the Super Bowl, win the game and they give the MVP to a guy that you can't even identify in a lineup right now. Russell Wilson goes back also to the Super Bowl. Him. No, no. Russell Wilson goes back and loses the Super Bowl on one of maybe the biggest controversial interceptions ever in the game. And he walks to the podium and say, hey, I, 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 I went to make the play, and, and, and the play didn't go my way. Now, mm-hmm. what kind of black quarterback had we seen at the Super Bowl? One that would go there, sell himself as the new era parent, the new everything, Go out there and lay an egg from the first pass he throws to the when he don't want to stick his nose in and go get the ball back to go preserve the game to go try to win it, and then you pout with a hoodie on. Wait a minute, mm-hmm. son. What them capri pants that that we've been seeing all year? Mm-hmm. Stand up there in your capri pants and take it like a man because you had to know. Mm-hmm. You, as you laid in your bed for two weeks before you played this game, you had to know, if I go out there and we stink it up and lay an egg, I have to stand there. I have to stand there. You, yeah, I mean, you. this has to go through your mind because I, it went through my mind. Because when I got off the plane, I got off the plane with a Ron Jaworski jersey. Then I backed it up with the Wilt Chamberlain jersey because you know he's from Philly. Then I backed it up, that one up, with the uh, Harold Carmichael jersey because I love the big 6'7 receiver. He's a monster. And then I put my Lawrence Taylor on and went to Qualcomm to go get my championship. And if I would have lost that game, I would have stood up there with my Lawrence Taylor on and said I wore Lawrence Taylor today because he never lost the Super Bowl and I was trying to eliminate him. And I could not get it done. You have to stand there. You have to. You can't go there. And then they're going to tell me, well, you don't know this, but Chris Harris was beside him. Uh, I think it was Jerry Rice on the left of me and Tim Brown on the right of me when I was standing there putting a nine-inch cigar in my mouth, and they, they never walked off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They never walked off. They had to, I mean, to the victor go to spoils. That's why we live in the greatest country in the world. You go out, two teams in, and one will leave. Do not. I mean, go, go face it. What, what, what was so bad about it, son? Sure. I hear you. And now that's what I, I tell my mom when I'm not paying attention, Chad. No, here's what I here's what I'm. I hear here's, you, ma. I hear thought. you, ma. I hear you, ma. Okay. Here's your thought. Now I, I listen to that. I've heard, I heard every word that came out of your mouth. Okay. And yes, my, my advice to him would be, yeah, man, you're the quarterback. You lost the biggest game uh, as a leader of the team, the face of the franchise, and all that. The one that got all the attention all week. Yes, you do need to go do the press conference. Yes, you need to go answer the silly questions. Yes, you need to do all that. He didn't. Does it need to be this big of a deal? That's what bothers me. He is the MVP of the National Football League. Yes. I'm sorry. He asked for this. Dude, you, you watch the man 
run around the stadiums, snatch snatch banners, dab, mm-hmm. do do everything because he was fifteen and one, sixteen and one, seventeen and one. Now you're seventeen and two, and you and, and what? Now now all of a sudden it, it, it ain't it ain't fun no more. Well, I, losing is not fun. We know this, right? Hey, you feel, so we that's can why you that. got to stand there like a man if you're going to run around like a child. Let me ask you this question. Peyton Manning lost his Super Bowl against the New Orleans Saints as quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Immediately after the game, took off, went in the locker room, didn't shake Drew Brees' hand, didn't congratulate Sean Payton, took it straight to the locker room. What was your feeling on that at we talked about it. I was like, uh, I mean, it, it, it was a bad, it was a bad move by Peyton. Mm-hmm. But did I Peyton don't recall this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But did Peyton stand there at at the podium and answer the questions about how why he took off and whatever? Is there a big difference there? Is it no, about? No, I'm saying. Now, listen, man. I I I get all the you, you shake people's hand. I walked across after I lost the the, the NFC Championship game, eleven to six. I beelined it straight for the locker room. Devin Bush mm-hmm. ran up to him. I said, Bush, my bad, baby, but you know I can't do this. He said, I know. I said, go get your championship. I slapped him on the head. I said, love you, boy. Walked off. Dana LaDuke, you know who was our D-line, I mean, our weight room coach at Miami in my last year there. Wouldn't be with you, remember? Yes. You remember Dana LaDuke, right? Oh, I definitely do. Yeah, he was on the St. Louis team. He was next. He ran up to me. At, I said, Go get your championship, Coach. Good job. And I'm still walking to the locker room. So tell me, I didn't, stop, the I didn't, I didn't stop until slap Marshall Fall. Hey, good job, Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt. All of them I love. All of them I love and respect. Kurt Warner, love and respect them, all that. But at that moment, hell no. I'm the hell out of here right now. Like, I mean, the companionship, I mean, enjoy your, enjoy your win. You want it. Now I'm going. But the thing that I have, Chad, is you have time to go in the locker room, compose yourself, and now go out and still be the face, the voice, the MVP, the, the, the charismatic leader, the, that smile. You got to, dog. One would say you got to go congratulate those other guys. No one don't. No one don't. Sure. I, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I mean, man. I, when you're talking about in the moment, right now, mm-hmm. see, that's the very definition of when somebody does something, you say that that's insanity. He snapped. That's that moment. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about 15, 20, 30 minutes after I've had a chance to take a shower, put my clothes on. You see what I'm saying? It might take him that, it might take him that much time and longer to, to, to get over what just happened. Hey, 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 listen, you know the clock was ticking. The clock is ticking. This is part of your job. This is what you do week in and week out, year in, year out. Okay. I mean, he did do the press conference. He just didn't look the way people wanted him to look. No, 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 no. I, I want to know, is that the way he wanted to look? Say that again? <laughs> I, if you play that back in front of him, and you, me, and him sitting there, and, you, and he's watching it with us. You think he'd be like, "Yeah, that's it right there. That's what I want. That, that, that's that, that's that cam I need right there." Well, sure. I mean, you do stuff like you do stuff in, a, in during the course of a game. You might not be happy with what you did. I mean, but, you got, I, but, you I, look but at what do you do? But what do you do the next play? What do you do the next play? What do you do the next play after you've done some stupid 
technique and got blown and beat on a plate. You put it away, you oh, tuck it, and you yeah. go on. You tuck yeah, it and you go on. You look your teammates in the face and you say, my bad, dog. That's on me, but I, I'm here, right? True. Does he not step still up, have an opportunity step to up, do that? Take responsibility for the foolishness and the mistake or whatever you did and then move on. I just think too much of a deal has been made of it. And the reason why it bothers Listen, me. Listen, man, it was all coming to a head. You didn't see this? I Listen, I've watched all week. And no, I talked about no, this all year, Chad. All year. Yeah, all especially year. this week. Especially this hey, week. man, the, the world, the world kind of focuses in on the two teams mm. going for the 50th championship of the greatest sure. game on God's green earth. What are we saying? Exactly. So exactly. now, when you're, when you're sitting there a whole week before you take off for this week, you have to have mm-hmm. a plan of how I'm going to handle this week. Because at the end of it, there are two very distinct things that will happen. Either I'm holding this trophy or I'm explaining how I didn't get it. Well, That's, I don't the, know problem. That's that. the problem I have, Chad. Because if yeah. you're telling me it's the no 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 Chad just listen to me and, and stop 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 this political you know mindset get no, down on, get down get down on the ground level no no get down on the ground level on a player because you've been you've been enough locker room to know this hey 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 what are you saying? They I got that our children get viewed a certain way. But but when, 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 your, when your mother and your father and told you when you walked out the door in the morning that there's two ways to do this, there's a jail and a hell that's waiting on you, and you're going to try to avoid it because tomorrow's not promised to you. That's the way I was sent out the door, and you got to be twice as good. So when I get to the stage and I get there, mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Don't tell me Chad, you don't know what's you know in front Chad, of you and what's facing you. Come on, in that, man. In that moment, Come on. just be what? genuine. That's what it what? was. What? He was evil Cam. Evil Cam all Who week. Who said? You okay, said that. You said man. this word, evil Cam. I didn't. I've never said that. You've been. I've been on your show all year long. I've never, I, I've never I heard that word. Excuse me. They painted Excuse him all week. Excuse me. They painted him all week. Evil I'm Cam. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't think you heard me. I don't think you heard me. This guy painted me. Evil Who are you talking about? They, they in the paint. Who are you talking to? Media. Because this is just, this is you and Warren. This is me and Warren. This is you and Warren. So let's have a conversation about what me and you know. Because all this evil camp. No, no, no. You just brought this out of the blue. Evil camp. Like good, good Peyton Manning. What? Called. What are we saying? This is how, that's how he got painted. So it didn't matter what he did, Sap. It didn't matter what he did. If he went out there and was jovial and answered the questions like a real happy guy, Cam doesn't care about his team. It didn't matter what he did. No, I would have loved. I would have loved to see that. I'd love to. I would have loved to seen him stand there. In, in his nice suit, capri pants, whatever outfit he had for the conference, because I'm sure he had one. Because I know the Deion Sanders. I know the Derrick Brooks. I know the Michael Irvins. I know the Marshall Fox, the dudes that, that understand that here I come for the show and I got my suit in that corner and I'm finna pull it out when we get this win. I know them guys. And them guys would never run from the stage of it's set up for me and I didn't go through the door. Come on, man. 
Evil Ken. Ken. What do you mean? Evil Evil how? That's how they painted him. Seth, what would have been said about Cam Newton if he came there in the Capri pants and the whole Hollywood thing and answered the questions after his team lost? Come on, man. You're That's, smart. I would have loved, loved to have seen it. I would have loved to have seen him standing there and say, today, today we didn't get it done. And, you know, we lost to a team that that, 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 that played better than us. My, my, my running backs didn't decide to chip the, the greatest pass rusher in the, in the pro postseason. Wouldn't even touch him. No, uh, he can't say that. He can't say that. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I was just doing facts. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. He can't. He can't. He can't. He can't. He can't get a fact. He's been selfish, Cam Newton. If he showed up there looking all Hollywood after his team just lost the Super Bowl. No, this is the clothing that I wore. This is the clothing that I wore. Y'all not mad at me. Y'all not. I mean, I said it. Chad, 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 Chad. As somebody who stood in at a podium many, many times. Just trust me. Mm-hmm. You have to, man. Laying in your bed at night, if you gonna talk that much, you, you got to be. You got to. You got to do it, dog. You can't. You can't run away from it. That. That. I can't. I, I'm agreeing with you on that. Yes, he should have done the interview. I just don't. I, I don't think 48 hours later, 24 hours later, that needs to be the biggest part of what we talk about. And I'm telling you, it has to do with the media because, and the because, NFL. Because the other thing would be talking about a pass rusher, and they don't know anything about pass rushing. God forbid we talk about what actually happened on the <laughs> You can't talk about something you don't know anything about. That's amazing. Well, why don't they get to know something about it and try and really find out why the hell Von Miller couldn't get blocked? Why? Why his hand was, all, was more on the ball? You know what? You know Carolina what? You know what? And I'm gonna blame this on Mike Shula because Mike Shula played buckball. Mike Shula was mm-hmm. a part of buckball in 1999 when we went to the uh, the TWA Dome and grabbed yeah, a great show. I wasn't a fan of the play calling. I wasn't. No, a no, 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 no. I'm not talking about play calling. I'm talking about why are these? Why? Why is fat? Tobert running out to to catch a, a three yard uh, check down and ain't gonna hit Von Miller. You remember that the, the spin move? Yeah. I mean Tobert, you run right by him. You, you don't. You ain't gonna hit him. You, you ain't gonna hit him. At some point that should have happened, right? Should have happened Chad, at some point. Chad, Chad, tell me one point in the game where you saw it, it happen at any point. Not at and not any time. No, I'm trying to figure out what was Shula thinking because the one thing that Buckball demands is the protection of your quarterback and the church's money, which is the football. Sure. And, and the, Even and the biggest play, hey, 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 man, this is what I say Cam Newton was running from. Cam Newton didn't want nobody to ask him, son, why didn't you stick your face in there and go get that ball? Oh, yeah. Now, you want to talk about something? You want to criticize Cam Newton for something? That, Maybe not so much the press conference. That, uh, what that, the hell we never got to that question. We well, sure. Maybe he did run from that. I don't know. Yeah, we, we never, never got to that question. That. He never stood there. You got to stand there to get to that question. You got to stand there to where the press goes. Okay, he's gonna play this game with us because they knew they knew he was gonna come out there and they wanted to see. They wanted to say, you know what? Let's see if he does this. Three minute Leon Lett thing. Well, Leon Lett had 15 minutes because Leon Lett had to do 15 before the game. You know, before the game is way worse. After the game, they right. give you they give you you know 180 seconds and you out of there. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, so, uh, you know, so, I went so so no no they waiting on it. They waiting on it, Chad. As soon as you get there, you go hit the clock. They already know. Okay, <laughs> this is what he wants to do. We'll, we'll, we'll let him out. We'll let him out well, because there's no way there's no way for us to get. 
through four quarters of football in 180 seconds. So let's not even play that game. Time out, Steph. Let me, let me call a little quick time out. You know I went to school. I started off my college career as a, as a journalism major, right? So if I get Cam Newton coming in the door for the post-game press conference and he got that look on his face, my first question, my first question is, Cam, late in the game, you had a promo there. Listen, this, your, your team's lively on the line. Uh, could you, you know, you didn't look like you wanted to jump in there and get that ball. Could you explain to us what was going through your That's my first question. I'm going to light this whole thing up right now. What was the first question? I, listen, obviously it wasn't a really damn good one because we didn't get the answer to the question you and I want to know, right? Hey, that's all. Oh, you know why we want to know that? Because we know what it's about. Because we've been in that locker room, and when you carry the hopes and dreams of a football team, and all of a sudden Von Miller just slapped the ball out your hand, and instantly you look right at the football, I mean, it's right there. And yes. Dog. I dog. That's what that's what that that was the play that got me to the point at the end. Because mm-hmm. once you've done that and then you don't want to go do a nice five, ten minute press conference and actually go through this and be like, you know what, here's what it was. I mean when when he didn't do that, because I know what the meet I I've been with them long enough because they, they understand we got to go back to this young man, and this young man's got to come back to us. So if he don't want to talk tonight, we're going to let him off. We're going to let him off with a couple or whatever if somebody want to ask something. I'm telling you what this is, dog. They, these people understand what this is because it's a, it's, it's a back-and-forth thing. And I used to go adversarial with them. So I always was ready to just sit there and go, what, what, what you got to ask? Come on. What? What? I mean, I was sitting there in the NFC Championship game, had zero tackles, zero assists. I say they scored one touchdown. They got one, I got zero, they won the game. Uh, well, hey, man, I just you, don't you, got, you got to – listen, man, you got to do this. I mean, I was sitting there as the defensive player of the year, just lost 11-6, and Gary Zimmerman, God bless his soul, if he's passed away or get well because I know he was very sick. He he looks at me. I say, "Why didn't I make Doctor Z? Why didn't I make your all protein?" He and he looks at me and say, "You don't play the run." Okay, well, there yeah. you go. So you, I mean, well, here's the oh, thing that, that you have to deal right. with. But but I mean, and you know how I handled that? I call my PR guy over. I say, "He's done." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if that's how you feel about it, then you're done over here. Take him away. The next anybody else yeah. want to ask a question? I mean, because I'm done with him. I mean, if he's going to look at my tape as a defensive player of the year, and a first, I mean, now I'm a first ballot Hall of Fame and defensive tackle, but, mm-hmm. I mean, I was putting the resume together at that point, and this man going to tell me I don't play the run? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, well, I love the quarterback, but you ain't going to – I know the game plan this week when we're going to run it at – I, I know that ain't the game plan. I mean, I, maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> show, me, show me that game, Dr. Z. God, I mean, I mean, bless him. He's a good man, but, boy, you better guard the grill when you come yeah, up you in here. That's all that. I want Cam to do is defend what it is. If you don't Superman it and dab and chew gum and – Boy, that's what I would do. I I I get that gum out of his mouth, though. That, that. Yeah, maybe that. I'm a, maybe that. I'm a defensive you know tackle, what? dog. He's a quarterback. I want him. Come on, Sap. There'll still be post-game interviews. Um, you'll still have a chance at some point. Maybe he can come on the Jimmy Kimmel show. 
and answer the questions as to why not only the game went down that way, but why he couldn't sit there and answer the questions. So let's move on. I mean, Chad, what would you do if your quarterback did that in, at that at that point in the game with that football? I honestly would not give a damn. If that's who he is, if I know him, that that's who he is, I, it wouldn't bother me at all. Man, dude's pissed. We wanted to win. He's a, no, no, you, know, you watch he's this, you watch this monster. If that means he's going to go hard this offseason, I don't care. Don't care. No, no. You really watched this monster all year long. Did you really expect him to jump back like that when that football was on that ground? Oh, you're talking about that. Yeah, that bugged me a little bit. I'd have to No, ask no, no, no. That's what I'm talking about. If you saw that, okay. I mean, because at this point right now, Chad, I'm like, I can't and I wouldn't follow him anywhere because I don't know when he's going to jump off the track. Mm-hmm. That bugs me more than anything. He, he jumped off the, the track, Chad. Sure. Sure, that's I'm talking I'm about abandoned ship, and the captain never abandoned ship. That captain goes down with the ship. Dog, he got in a lifeboat and took off on the, out of the Titanic and watched it go down. Uh, this thing's being described only the way Warren Sapp could describe it. So, Dog, yes, he, he got in a lifeboat, rode out, and watched the game go down. Watched his ship Got go down it. from a safe distance. We can agree on that. We can agree oh, on that. My yes, God. Dove I, I can't follow. I mean, you I are. Can't follow. I, I, I think he lost his football team. I think it, Thomas Davis. Did you see Thomas Davis's arm? That yes, defense playing. gave up two. That we defense gave up two. No, one more time. I, you know I'm not a big stat guy, but that defense gave up 200 yards of offense and lost by yes. 14. They did. I mean, they couldn't do anything offensively. How did you follow a guy that wouldn't stick his nose in? Uh, yeah, uh, well, you know, one of them moments. One of them Super yeah, Bowl moments. Yeah, a very that. defining moment. And then backed up oh, by now, on. you I don't, don't want to. Hey, How's Big Manning looking at a couple of Super Bowls? How's John Elway looking at a couple of Super Bowls? Come on, we can't do all that. We can't We can't bury the man over, you know, a Super Bowl game. I'm not burying the man over a Super Bowl game. I'm burying the man over not sticking his nose in and going back and get that goddamn ball. Are we going to have to go through some Super Bowl moments? Am I going to have to drag up some Super Bowl moments by some great players? Please, go right ahead. Come on, man. Anything anything John Elway did before Terrell Davis arrived when he was in a Super Bowl just didn't look good at all. And then, oh, got, the and then, and then, and then came and got him two at the end. And one of them, he was an MVP with 300 yard still game. Cam still uh-huh. has a chance to come back and be that guy. Hey, it I, might be I, the I, most I, humbling I, game. It might be the most I, humbling I, game, but there's, there's always the next one, right? Yeah, I'm ready. Come on. So there you go. Listen, so, man. So. I'm gonna tell you like this, brother. Dan Marino went to a Super Bowl his second year, lighting the world on mm-hmm. fire, and never saw another yeah. one. This it's is not true. guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. We're talking about a small market team. We're talking about a small market team in the Carolina Panthers that didn't have a lot of weapons, and we talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. It's, it's, a, it's a good segue into this next thing. Peyton Manning wins the Super Bowl. He could ride off into the sunset with this win, or he could do what John Elway did, and that is stand back for another year. You know you got a great defense. And uh, this team seemed to win without you doing Stop. much. You could come back and Stop. win back-to-back. What should he do? Stop. Stop. Peyton Manning rides off into the hall. We have a waiting spot for him. You leave the so ATH. 
Hey, you leave the HGH mess and all that foolishness alone and everything. Everything's gone. Sign the paperwork. I retire, have a nice press conference, and we and we play the highlights. <laughs> well, all right. Well, we'll see if he like does I, that. Like I've told you, like I've told you at the beginning, the, the NFL season is a marathon, and you don't get stronger at the end. <laughs> oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. You know, um, well, we'll see if we'll see if greedy Peyton Manning comes out, or if I'm smart. You know, Peyton, Peyton Manning made two million dollars winning that Super Bowl, right? Sure, I don't. It's not even about money for him. No, you know no, what no. I mean? it's not you know, even... when they restructured his contract, he put it in two incentives for the four million dollar pay cut. Now it was two million for the AFC Championship and two more million for the Super Bowl. He got all his money back. He should, he certainly did. How about uh, Eli Manning's explanation for his reaction to uh, the? The plays in favor of the Denver Broncos at the end of the game. He says he was doing math. Care to respond to that? That's his facial expression. That's the reason for him not looking very enthused at uh, the Denver Broncos heading on their way to a Super Bowl win and his brother being able to hoist uh, the second championship in his career. He said he was doing math. You buy that? Now we we really don't think there's a little bit of civilry civ, rivalry that goes on in every family. I mean, I'm the I'm the baby of, sure. of six, and there, and there was four boys. And my brother used to put his four shot put championship and four discus rings in front of my face and tell me, "What are you gonna bring to this family?" Of course, there's a little bit of, <laughs> a little bit of rivalry. <laughs> Of course, he used to put it. He, my brother, my brother won four uh, disc championships at Lamar University and four shot put championships. And he used to have his rings on all four of his, all eight of his fingers. You know, both hands. You know, four on that side, four on that side. And he tuck his thumbs and he put them in front of my face. What you gonna bring to this family? What you gonna bring to this family? And I'm looking at him like, eh, okay, I'm, I'm just 15 now. Give me a shot. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, That's what it was, man. Hey, man, there's always sibling rivalry. You you saw Shannon Sharp's speech in the backyard. I didn't y'all. hear it. You never heard his Hall of Fame speech when he stood up there and said he was just, And I was crying with him at home looking at it. But I was sitting there thinking, yeah, just please, God, let me win one time. Let me beat him one time. Let me, let me just please taste the victory over him one time, dog. In that backyard? Boy, that backyard is vicious, boy. You seen Christian Leitner. You seen you seen Christian Leitner's thing, right? Yes. Yeah. You um, see what his brother. You see what his brother did to him, right? Yeah, he gave it to him hard, and he came right. out and of then, And then and then Leitner came. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Peyton Manning was tortured. Cooper and Peyton tortured Eli. So we shouldn't make a big deal about Eli's face at that moment. No. No. Certainly not when we could just keep talking about Cam pouting after the game. Just keep talking about evil Cam, man. Now Eli Eli has two championships. Peyton got two championships. So now Eli don't have the upper hand on his big brother no more. But if you but if that Brady yeah. fella come looking for you though, I got him, you know. But now Tom done beat yeah. Brady twice too. Now I mean he beat Tom he yeah. beat Brady twice for both his championships. He beat he beat Brady both times for well he can say I beat Brady both times in the AFC championship game to get my championship. So you had to I, I have to get him in the AFC championship game. I can't get him in the Super Bowl. You got him in the Super Bowl twice, I got him in the AFC championship game twice. Now we even. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, well I suggest Eli get out in that backyard and start throwing the ball around and see if he can get the Giants back to the Super Bowl. 
Uh, that, let's now, talk about that's what he has to do now because his brother, his brother's matching him in championships now. True that. True that. Listen, when you're talking about Eva, Akita leaves face mask uh, in this game. You know, yeah, I describe that as evil. The man says he meant to do that. Have you heard his comments? Do it. The one when he grabbed Buddy and slung him out of bounds by the face mask. Yes, quote from uh, Akeem Talib. Oh, I did no. it on when he when he when he did it. I said he meant to do that. Well, yeah. it was pretty what, obvious. What, at what at what time did you not think he meant to do it? When he grabbed him, yoked him, he knew it was only worth another yard and a half. I mean, is that smart football that you no, in that moment? No, that that is that is nasty, dirty, filthy football, and the football gods will will punish Akeem. Trust me. It's coming back. Well, a quote from Akeem Tlaib. I did it on purpose. I just had to show him. It's probably going to be a fine. But, hey, we're world champs. Yeah, exactly. And now Akeem Tlaib will be in a backpedal situation and some freaky going to happen to him and the football guards will exact it out of his ass. I mean, that, that that's what's going to happen. Yeah, you can quote yeah. me on that. Yeah, it's coming back. Trust me, we've played yeah, the most humbling game on earth. And Akeem Tlaib went out there and played like a renegade. And the football gods will punish him for it. Between them lies, you you can't play with malice in your heart. You cannot. You cannot. Yeah, well, he certainly had malice on that play. That's one of the vicious And it will come back to get him. And it will come back to bite him. You can quote me on that one. Listen, I I know your feelings on this, but I'm going to give you the time to just really – um, express your love for what Denver did defensively in this game. Uh, DeMarcus, where Von Miller, I know Von Miller, you're, you're very, uh, you know, pretty much a fan of his work. And my nephew, a nephew. <laughs> yeah, I a mean, nephew. amazing, chap. Amazing Listen, work they did. I told you, I told you going into this game, I figured Shula would have a plan to protect him, but when I saw those backs just going by him running, I said, this game's over. This game's over. Uh, there's no, that, there's, there's no way Michael surprised? Michael or and who, who what was number number seventy four's name? Oh, we rather not even know about it. Now, should exactly. That I couldn't. Even, I, yeah. I didn't even know his name going in, and then after he got tortured, I I still don't know his name, but I know his number. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'll have to live through that forevermore. Uh, this That's it. I mean, listen, man. Pass rushing is an art. Mm-hmm. And you watched a Picasso. Yeah, they painted, painted the picture. Get painted, painted right in front of you. A Picasso got painted. They joined the the league of nine other Super Bowl champions that had five plus sacks in a football game, and the first one since the 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, you they were. Uh, they, you must have sought the quarterback, son, if you won a championship. Yes, no Go doubt. get. And they did that. They rose. They it. rose to another level. Where get him and, and then take the ball from him. That was the key. Take the ball. Yes. Because our quarterback yeah, ain't the Peyton Manning. He ain't the sheriff. He 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 he, he the, uh uh what they call that um the truant officer right now. He ain't the sheriff. He the truancy officer. <laughs> if the kids out of school, he pick them up and take them to school. That's all. That's all the authority. That's all the authority Peyton Manning had right now on the ball or any kind of throws or anything. And man, it was over. And when you have that, you, you gotta play. You gotta play buck ball, baby. And you gotta shorten the field. And they shortened the field and gave them a short field. They scored, took advantage, and, and took it home. 
Another thing that people talked about a lot was the officiating in the game. Do you have any thoughts on that? I really oh hate that. Oh, my staff. God. Oh, my God. Of- amen. Amen. Listen, listen. For Ron Rivera to be without a challenge for almost three football quarters on the biggest stage in the world is insane. Yeah. Why are they um, saying that ball? Why are they saying the first ball was incomplete? Because you know you had a party and everybody yelling and screaming, and the ref comes out and just says the players stands. You like what? They didn't offer an explanation. I mean, I mean, the NFL didn't didn't write anything after the game. I mean, that that's I've a catch. Seen it. That's I've a not catch. seen it. The ruling on the field stands. That's all we got. That's a catch. Yeah, any, any under any of the funky NFL rules they have, that is a catch. That you is review a catch. it and you come back with the wrong answer. I mean, you watch it and then you come out with the wrong answer. I was like, and then the guy that, that that used to be a head official that actually was the head of my Super Bowl, Mike Carey, and blew a call in that game too when Joey Porter caught the ball and bouncing it in his hand in the end zone. He called it a catch. I'm like, wow, why not? Why not, get it? Why not everybody get it wrong, man? I mean, just get it all wrong. Just get it all wrong. And then, yeah, then you, and then the referee with the white hat, you are responsible for the quarterback, and you can't see the man hit him with a size 10-inch hand from tip to tip with his hand in the groin area? What? Sure. That come on. Um, and, you know, there were, uh, here's the one I hate. You know, the your job, your job is to watch the quarterback, Chad. Sure, I know that. Yeah, I know. They, they, the quarterback they hits the ground. Only thing I do is just call it dead, and and then if they see that it's wrong, then you call it. Maybe the moment was too big for those guys. Hey man, maybe they've been mixing them. They've been mixing it. I tell them all the time they gotta stop the moonlighting of the referees. I, I mean, we don't need dentists and insurance adjusters and insurance salesmen and whatever the hell else job they have showing up on the weekend moonlight. We don't need that. You need full-time reps, huh? You think that is not yes, a problem? Because, because here's what you do with full-time employees. You get to get evaluated on your performance. They can't do that now? Isn't that what's no, going on? No, they can't. No, no. That's why. They, that, that's why they're fighting it. They can't. They How do can't they fill. the crew for the Super Bowl? Quote-unquote, by evaluating them the calls all year long and then – they're doing it bad now. They used to do it by whole crews, like the best crew would get the game. Now they're doing the best official, the best back judge, the best. And now these guys are unfamiliar with each other at the biggest stage of how we call and what we normally see, and the, you know the discussion that the back judge and the side judge and the line judge and the head judge, head linesman have. You see what I'm saying about offsides and you know the, the, the who who jumped first and whatever. You know what I'm saying? You, normally whole yeah, crews like have certain kind of patterns to how they call. And what the NFL is trying to do is trying to break that pattern up to where, hey, we uniformly call things this way. And it's just hard whenever you have people who I'm a dentist on Monday through Friday and then I get on a plane on Saturday morning and take off to an NFL city to go officiate a game. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I uh, I feel you. I'm all for any of this. But if we're going to have replay and come out with outcomes like this, do away with replay. Don't waste well, my time. Well, Don't the only thing, well, you can you can send all your you can send all your complaints to Dean Blandino because he's making the call from the from the command center. So it's not some referee that's at the game or something like that. It's all being done from a command center at the NFL headquarters. So that's that's where you got to take that complaint. You know. So 
And get, get rid of it. If we can't get it right with replay, damn. This I tell you what, with but, but most of the time it does aid the game. You will admit that, right? Well, sure. I mean, if, no, in the Dennis Irvin, most of the time that it is used, it does aid the game, right? I would hope. But stuff like this really. Show. 
It is the new head coach at Miami Jackson High School. Luther Campbell is her assistant head coach. So that's, why Luther, so that's why Luther Campbell put up an Instagram post and said, thank you, Nola High School, I'm out. There you go. Yes, exactly. That's what's going on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, man. Yeah. Uh, good luck. Good luck, Bernice. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> that, that's, that's the response, huh? Hey man, I first of all I don't I don't know who Bernice is. I didn't watch South Beach Toe and <laughs> I <laughs> I've never had my car towed on South Beach. The valet's always been open, so never had the uh, the pleasure of running into Miss Bernice and I don't know which defense or offense she's coordinated the last couple of years to get the reputation or whatever to then be put in that position, but more, good luck to her because somebody had to go through an interview process, and I'm sure Jackson High School wouldn't just do it as a gimmick. I hope. Uh, you would but hope they, not. You still got you still gotta go coach. You still got to go coach and have your team follow you and go out and get wins. So she'll be judged like every other head coach in the state of Florida by wins and losses. No doubt about it. No doubt about yeah. it. I'm sure they'll oh, be able right. to pay Good luck, good luck yeah. Bernice. Yeah, well, because hey, just like when Tony Dungy and Denny Green got head coaching jobs, we all looked at each other and said, hey, man, let's go out and win, because if we don't win, they might not ever give another one of us a job. So. <laughs> exactly how that That's real. Exactly how that's that. real. Jackie yeah, Robinson no, knew no this when he was on the baseball field. He couldn't fight. He had to go out there and rep, rep, rep it and do it right. And we we thank we all thank him for it. We all thank all the pioneers, and his Bernice is another one. So let's get it. Yep, yep. Well, it seems that that's the way that's going to go. Well, last, last they could have hired the lady from Spokane, Washington, from the NAACP. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, talking about oh, Rachel Dolezal. They could have they could have hired Rachel Dolezal. It would have been the first black lady hot. No, it wouldn't. Have, my bad. <laughs> yeah. Been the first something. That's for damn sure. That's yeah, been the first sure. something. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, boy. Come on with it. What we got? <laughs> last what did, what did UM do? What did hold on, hold on. What did UM do for the recruiting class? Because um, I was a little, I was a little busy. My little girl signed her national eleven ten, so I was really looking at the Missouri's uh, the soccer class, and we got some pretty good defenders and a couple midfielders. Yeah, I like talk, it. talk about that. How is that for you going through that? <laughs> Hey, man, it was a very emotional day to get there and, you know, ex-wife, my son, you know, both grandmas, auntie, uncle there. You know, I'm sitting there with my mom watching my baby, you know, sign her national love intent almost 25 years to the day that I signed mine with my mom to go to UM. Wow. Wow. Yeah, mine was February 6, 1991. And hers was no, February uh, 3rd, 2016. Crazy, right? Yeah, no, that 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 is crazy, and it's great when Three. stuff like that happens at our high school, American Heritage. Um, Charles Johnson's son was a senior, and he signed with Tennessee. And I don't know if this was planned or if it just happened that way. There was a picture taken of Brandon Johnson signing the letter of intent with mom and dad standing at each shoulder. And there's a picture of Charles when he signed with the University of Miami with both his parents standing in the exact same position. And it was posted on Instagram. It was, it was, you know, funny or freaky to see that happen. 
um, you know, that many years later. So I can kind of understand you on how it was for, for you to now see oh, this project. Oh, man, I'm telling you, it's like de- it's like deja vu, but the shoe's on the other foot. I'm standing up my 72-year-old mother. And I'm I'm 43. I'll be my 18 year old little girl. I'm like, here's 25 years of generational passage right here going on. Crazy. Yeah. Um, awesome. Awesome when that happens. I've experienced it. I'm probably going to experience it again next next year. Oh yeah. In February. The, the, the baby yeah, boy. The baby boy working. <laughs> last, the last edition. The last edition is uh, scheduled you know, to be sitting at that hey. table. Well, hey, and you and you do know they say the best for last, right? Hey, well that's what that's what uh, that's what they say. That's what I'm hoping for. And he is a he is a fire. You ain't got the hope. So, you got the hope. Just sit back and watch it and enjoy, because I'm the baby. The baby is the bad one. because so, <laughs> he he's got the best and the worst of all of the of all that's before him, and and he will you know and he will capitalize on the situation. Yeah, definitely. So your daughter's gonna be playing soccer at the University of Missouri. Goalkeeper. We we goalkeeper. We play D in my house, buddy. Well, how tall is she, by the way? About five seven. Okay. Is that she's typical not, for uh, a goal? She's not. She's not hope solo six foot or uh, Brianna Scurry six five nine or five ten or whatever it is. But we get the job done. Yeah, must must be athletic. Thank God for mom, as they say, right? No doubt about it. Horses don't make sheep, baby. <laughs> there you go. Uh, regarding. Uh, our alma mater and how they did it's uh, it's uh, depending on where you look it's, uh, somewhere around the 20th best class uh, in the country Boy, I'll not go, the top I'll, five I'll, I'll, I'll go I'll go to left 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 a grenade eh? well there you go but you know how I feel Sap is really it's what you do with that 18 year old and getting into a 20 year old football player so I just like um, I just like you to do me a favor for the next time I ever talk to you look up the 1991 class of the University of Miami and tell me what we were ranked in the in as Oh, were they class. ranking them back then like that? Sap? I don't, oh I, I yeah, come on, dude. What are you talking about? Of course they did. No, you you from that dinosaur age, man. We're from that dinosaur. Did they rank classes like that? I thought you had yes. to call like a Nine hundred yeah. number and pay somebody for that. Yes, nine hundred. <laughs> oh, you did say nine hundred number. <laughs> hey, that's how that went. No, but I know, um, I know, yeah. I know, I know. What would you What would you guess it was? Listen, I heard I heard one time that the Harold wrote, "This might be the worst class that you has ever recruited." <laughs> it wasn't a. It, listen, it, listen. Let's go back and reflect on that class. Wasn't the greatest, now. I I never said the greatest, but it can't be the worst. It has the school's most decorated cane in it. I mean, it can't be the worst. Well, now we signed twenty five. I mean, I mean, you were one hell of a guy. We got the twelve. We got the twelve and the fifty second pick in the draft. Look, give me the names out of that class again. (laughs) All right, the big time recruit was Alan Hall, the quarterback. Right off the rip, right off the rip. Hey man, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put the trash out first. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like. Listen, I'm not a fool. I gotta put the trash out first. Then I'm gonna make it a little better. I gotta make it a little better. Oh my God, Alan Hall, yeah. I gotta put him out there first. Alan Hall was was a prize recruit. It was James. Thank God they signed your roommate. It was James Stewart. Yeah, thank God, James Stewart. And um, uh, Pat Riley. How was the three big dogs in our class? 
Patrick Riley. Who then was Rohan he? Marley, Saeed Tucker, yeah. me, Ryan, Derek Harris, Kevin Brinkworth, Jason Owens, uh, Robert Woods, God bless his soul. Uh, uh, Willie Phillips, Travis Woo. Cooper, Shayon Tresman. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Omar Andrews, <laughs> Jesse mm-hmm. Mitchell. How many is that? Uh, man, I haven't been counting, but that's good numbers. Yeah. I'll round them off. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going through the rooms. Come on, man. You know, 36 U V S T. That's it. I'm just going through the rooms. What are you talking about? It's funny how some of those names. I mean, they didn't expect much from, and they ended up doing things like I, I don't know how much they expected from Rohan. He was recruited as a quarterback for crying out loud. He never would have yeah. played that position. But yeah. I mean, that number, 30, number 39. Yeah, yeah, right. So that tells you right off rip what was supposed to happen there. But he made himself into this big time linebacker that led man, the team uh, in tackles in 1993. Yeah, you had to love the way he played the game. I mean, he yeah, played first, like he he, he yeah. played like he was on cocaine. That's really how he played. You gotta love that. That's a compliment. No bad analogy. Man, he was wild, man. Sap. Played like he was on Red Bull or Rip Fuel or something. Cocaine? Good God. Come on, man. I'm not going to pander to them people. Red Bull and free advertising here. Cocaine? Jesus Christ. Cocaine, baby. That's what else he was on. Say he played like his hair was on fire or something. Jesus. Cocaine. All right. His hair was on fire. Yeah, that's it. That's it, man. I'll cater to the people. Yeah. Getting cut blocking a couple. I mean, and the guy wouldn't spend a half a second on the ground after a cut block. I mean, he got his feet absolutely slipped, landed on his side, and popped up in all one motion and got back in. <laughs> yeah, he's a monster dog. He's a monster dog. Monster. He's, he's something special. He just he just had one of those those freaky bodies that could do whatever he wanted yeah. to do, and then he'd get through a hole that you'd be like, how did you get through it? Oh, the buddy, I just went in there. <laughs> <laughs> He had no rules. That was the good part about it. Yeah, he had he a body that was just freakish, and he was—he had a low center of gravity. That was his real specialty. And, boy, he could dip and go and run. Ooh. And when he hit you, yeah. boy, it felt like a ton of bricks. And, you know, they didn't expect expect much out of your roomie and uh, my childhood friend because, after all, we had Alan Hall. Yeah, uh, yeah, Alan Hall. Yeah. Kind of saving your season. Dude. I played the Florida-Georgia All-Star game with Allen Hall. Allen Hall couldn't throw me a five-yard out. I looked at him. I said, dude, what are we going to get when we get to Miami? I'm going to have to kick you in the butt. <laughs> I'm like, dude, throw the ball in the area code above my waist here. And, you know, I'm standing there waving my arms. I'm like, this is the area code. All of this, I'll, I'll pick up. But anything below my waist, I'm not bending down to get that ball. And we're not in the game. I said, come on, dog. We're in practice. I'd, I'd love to know. I'd love to know why he was such a big-time recruiter. Dog, his tape was – he's throwing that thing around now. I mean, when he was up there and, but you know North Florida's kind of kind of corky like that. Mm. You know, like up there around, you know, up in yeah, – Northern Florida's kind of corky like that. You know, they normally have that one big guy that plays quarterback and he, like, dominates everything like Tebow did up there at Nice and all that. You know, they they kind of they kind of have that, that 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 mentality or that they, you know, like what was it, Ocala Vanguard with Dante up there? You know, he's just big old quarterback, the biggest guy in the neighborhood, just you know, doing whatever he wanted to do. 
Yeah, it just really, it just really never happened. But uh, shoot, yeah, that I don't know if it's the worst class, but uh, man, it stinks. It stinks. <laughs> I'm sure would have been. Thank God they had you in this class for. Yeah, hey, man. Slam dunk. hey, we ha- we have to hold it up with the most decorated K in school history. How about that? <laughs> uh, there you go. Well, look, man, uh, I appreciate you being on here post-Super Bowl 50 rap. I appreciate you doing these shows with Listen, us. Listen, man, you got to stop arguing, man. And when you go, we we, we do a one-on-one. That's why we need Emil on here, man. We need we need a, we need a traffic cop, man. Me and you just red- yelling at each other the whole time. So you just wild, man. man that's good. Wow. That's good radio, man. You you felt a certain way, I felt a certain way, and neither neither one of us. Oh no, I, I I I know they painted him in a bad way. He just gave him the excuse to keep painting him. That's what I was mad about. Yeah, he kept the mask on. He kept the evil man's mask on. He helped. Yeah, him you got you got your son. You got you got you got to understand that they have a job to do, and if you give them the the, the ability to walk through a door and attack you a certain way, then they will do it every time. Yeah. Uh, by the way, he's giving no apologies afterwards. Says, uh, oh, show no. me a good that, that, that's what that's what the world's about now with Donald Trump is you know white white and black no apologetic no politically correct let's get it damn when, yeah, when, no, did, I, when did when did when did I get off TV when the political correct correctness left <laughs> 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 oh now now we ain't got to be politically correct and I ain't on there ain't that something mm. <laughs> You came, up, you, came up, you came out a little bit, too, man. I was before my time, man. I was before my time. That's all it is. I was before my time. That's all it is. I'll be okay. I'll tell Collins <laughs> that same thing, man. If you'd have come out five years later as a, as a you Hey, know, man, I was just before my time, back. baby. Hey, I was, I was, I was, I'm was. a special breed, and I was before my time. I got it. It's okay. But I like there it. I go, like this man. non-political correctness era. I like it. Yeah, no, you thrive in this thing. You know, it definitely. Listen, thrive, I so. I love for you to show me who you is, so I can know the first time. Yeah, when you tell me the first time, I don't know that. No doubt about it. That's why I'm not that mad at Bill Romanowski, man. I'm not that mad. You're like, you let me know. What who did you Bill are. say? That somebody asked me that, and I'm like, listen, man, I didn't hear what everybody said, but you know, because I can't, I can't keep up with everybody comment. But you know, Bill Romanowski ain't, you know, you know, you know, is he still carrying that pill bottle, that that, that briefcase? He's carrying something. It might be different okay. pills. Right. What did he say? He said, uh, "That's you're not going to – I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the quote in front of me. I know, I know. Uh, you're not going to last very long in this league acting like that boy, something to that effect. So, uh, the boy oh, he said, like, oh, oh, he said boy. Yeah. Yeah, he threw that yeah, in he there. Said yeah, he said boy. He said boy. Listen, the world got mad at me because I didn't tip a waitress for keep calling me and my friend boy as she came over asking me, you boys need anything? Hold on, baby. You look at the, all this 300 pounds of chocolate and you see a boy? She said, no, no, stud muffin. I said, oh, well, she, I said, now that's much better. Now, I like stud muffin. Now, stud muffin a lot better than boy. You can go with that one. Yeah. So she turned to my homeboy and said, what would you like to be called? He said, I'd like to be called Santana. I said, oh, okay, well, there it is. So she yeah. come back. Come back with the bucket of beer. Wow. We drinking, watching the World Cup. Baby, come back. Uh, you boys need. Uh, you boys uh, okay? Oh, I said. Then we just talk about this. <laughs> I said. Then we, then, then we just talk about this, baby. That's Santana hey, and I was stud muffin, right? She. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. So come back. So hey, we like another uh, bucket of beers. I'll get you boys one right away. Okay, so now she's yelling stop. boys to us now. No, no, no. Now you yelling boys to us. So then when I ask for the check, okay, you boys done? 
I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm done. You know what? <laughs> I done had enough for the boys, so I'm going I'm to I'm write on the check what I feel about this. So I put on that boys don't tip. Yeah, <laughs> men do. So when you so when you have a so when you have some black men at your table, you might want to uh, give them a little bit of respect. Ain't no boys over here, baby. Uh uh-uh. uh. I know in Mississippi, an eighty-one year old black man's a boy, but not in Florida. Essentially, that was a tip. So you know, hopefully, she yeah, took that and ran tip. with it. A big tip. That's why. That's why I left it. <laughs> it would help her. I guess it helped her in the future. Here's Bill Romanowski's actual quote. You will never last in the NFL with that attitude. The world doesn't revolve around you, boy. Hashtag Cam Nick. That was his time. Okay. So, there you go. They were all over okay. him for that. But, you know, he's never he's never really made any... Um, he he never really tried to... I mean, he was making an inference, and, yeah, he said boy. But he was acting like a child. Yeah, he, he should have said say, child. Uh, he should have said child. He should have put child to get the race thing out of it. But, you know, everybody always jumping the race. Relax. He was acting like a yeah. child. That's what he meant to say, but he said boy. And most white men say boy to black men. So that's something new. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> white men say boy to us all the time. And I I, I come up to bars and they be like, hey, 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 hey boy, you want some? No, a man. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Sapp. Yeah, there we go. Now that, there we go. Now there we go. I get it all the time. Come on, yeah, Dad. You well, get it too. They say boy to us all the time. I've heard it. There's probably, there's been probably some people who slipped in and on me and I didn't catch it. Not that big of a deal to me, so nevertheless. Not, not that big of a deal unless you're going to be coming back and forth to my table. If it's one time, hey, all right, boy, and walk off. Okay. Meet with it repeatedly, yeah. Yeah, 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 if you're going to be coming back to my table, I'm going to make you aware of it. There's no boys at this table, baby. I can go get my son yeah. and his friends, and they and they can, they can really run you crazy because they, they, they love, you know, <laughs> making you go back and forth. They they think it's funny. <laughs> I can get you some boys right, here. We're going to have, like. to, uh, have to leave it at that, man. All right. Bill Romanowski should have put child. That's all. That's all. Definitely. Well, like a child. Thanks for coming Just out, like man. we said, we wouldn't follow the man because he jumped away from the ball. That's tough. That's what he was talking about. Yeah. You can't act like that. Yeah. That's what I'm that's what I said. Yeah. All right. No doubt. No doubt. So there you go. There you go. Gridiron Stud. So, all right. Appreciate you appreciate you coming on the Gridiron Stud show and sharing your thoughts on Cam, uh press conferences and everything else in between, man. Appreciate you coming, Sal. Gridiron Studs, where the big boys play. Yeah, there you go. All right now. All right, Warren Sapp, man, he's, look, we always have a very interesting conversation when Sapp comes on. This one got a little intense there in the beginning about Cam Newton, but, hey, that's what we're here for. He feels one way, I feel another, and there are some things we agree on there. Uh, but, again, 48 hours after the big game, do we still need to be talking about it? I guess that's the world we live in. We uh, are inviting the eyeballs away from all the other cable channels to the NFL game. And so we're not going to talk so much about what's happening on the gridiron. We're going to chat back and forth all day about all the things that happen away from the field. And that's just the world that we live in. If you're a true football fan, you're just going to have to find your way to get in your talk and your fix about the actual gridiron stuff. You know, the stuff that we really, really care about. Nevertheless, uh, I digress. We're going to keep going on and on about Cam. Something will come up here uh, that will take the focus away. It's going to have to come up soon. So there you have it. All right. That's the end of our show. Um, stay tuned. Not sure if I'm having a recruiting show tomorrow. It won't be a recruiting roundtable. It'll probably be more 
informative as we are in that time of the year where folks are trying to get recruited. Um, I do want to throw this note out there if you're listening. The Gridiron Studs app. I'm so excited about this Gridiron Studs app that's out. It's going to be launched tomorrow. This is going to be the greatest thing, um, I promise you, for recruits, for fans, and for college football coaches. Everyone's going to have this thing on their phone. Everyone's going to be using this. So um, make sure you're there, you're ready, you're ready to download this thing. It'll be available first for iOS users, that's iPhone users first. We'll see how that goes, work all the, you know, work that part of it, and then we'll have it for you Android users out there, you evil Android users. But the Gridiron Sense app launches tomorrow. Be ready. Make sure you have it on your phone if you're a recruit. Make sure you have it if you're a fan, and uh, we'll get coaches on there too. Grid Iron Studs app, BC. Thanks for listening to the Grid Iron Studs show. We'll see you.